The following episode is brought to you by A Beginner's Guide to Nutrition. Are you struggling to create healthy eating habits and maintain a healthy lifestyle? Do you find it challenging to know what to eat and when to eat it? If so, I have the perfect solution for you. My simple guide teaches you not to demonize food groups like fats and carbs. You will learn what to eat to lose weight and maintain your physique. You'll also discover how to build muscle, endurance, and strength. Taking accountability for your lifestyle is one step in the right direction. Learning to rehabit ourselves and eating this, not that, will also help you become the best version of yourself. Realizing that you need to learn how to eat in order to live in moderation is a challenging admission for some to make. The ability to determine that skipping breakfast sets you up for bad food decisions throughout the day sets you up for success in your fitness journey. But that's not all. After you've learned to create healthy habits and food choices, this book doubles as a food journal. This enables you to meticulously track your meals and have a quick reference on what foods to eat all in the same place. This is a blueprint to create a newer and healthier you. Don't wait any longer to take control of your health and wellness. Order my guide today and start becoming the best version of yourself. The link will be in the show notes. Welcome back to It's Called Soccer. Today, we have a special guest, Miles David. Miles and I had a lot of fun recording this episode. We covered so much content that it has to be broken into two parts. So in part one, we'll be discussing our pick for the hottest player heading into the World Cup, who we want to win it all versus who we think will win it all, and the discussion around CR7 versus Messi. It's Called Soccer starts right now. I wanted to ask you just straight from the beginning, like, who do you think the player is that's in the best form heading into the World Cup and why? I would say Rafael Leal from Portugal, uh, mainly because I get a lot of my soccer knowledge from playing FIFA. <laughs> and he's been in Team of the Week once early and one player of the month. And I've been watching him the past year. He's been going crazy for a solid year now. Yeah, yeah, his name like, ring bells, as they say. <laughs> it's it's just his time to, I guess, take the crown from Ronaldo, possibly as the forward for Portugal. Okay, uh, a lot of people thought that was going to be Joao Felix. <laughs> I think Joao could, but playing for Atletico holds him back because of their style of play. Yeah, because they sit behind the ball. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> if he was pushing it, he yeah. he doesn't lack confidence, but that style of play doesn't help him push forward the way Leao does. Okay. Okay. Um, man, I really, really have digested this nugget 
for a while. And as much as I would love for my answer to be a Chelsea player, I mean, I just I can't do that. <laughs> so I I really think it's between Harry Kane and Mbappe. <sighs> like I, I'm I'm fairly certain Harry Kane is leading Tottenham in goals, and Harry Kane has a pretty easy group defense wise to continue scoring goals. Right, like. He's got good teammates that he's going to get good service into the box from as well. He's got a good midfield. He's got good wingers. You know, like France is a juggernaut. You know, I see the game versus Australia and versus Tunisia being easy money. But like, Mbappe is going to get his. But the actual best player that's in form heading into this, I'm, I'm going to give it to Harry Kane. He, just, he means the most to his current team right now. Um, I think my next question is going to be: Who do you? Who's your? Who's your like? Uh, who's your like? Okay, the hardest side. My head tells me this is the best team that's going to win it all. Uh, World Cup pick. Hardest side, Fritz. Mbappe. Okay. Just the bodies, the, the top, the top tier attacking attackers they can throw at you. Yeah, while having a solid goalie, that's a, it's hard to compete with. They have the current Ballon d'Or winner, like in a in a two striker formation. With we haven't Mbappe. even <laughs> talked about Benzema. I completely no. forgot about Kareem Benzema, no, who is no. also one of the hottest players in the year. Oh my god, they're not taking down there one of the hottest players of the past year yeah. it's it's hard not to choose them because yeah. they they won it last time and all of their players are still dominated yeah I mean everybody's dealing with injuries so you know no one has like a leg up but France is probably the team that's most equipped to handle injuries because okay we'll just move this guy <laughs> over <laughs> right it's like we, we have somebody else for that position don't worry yeah and he might not be as good but he's like 80% of the last guy and so, that's good enough yeah. when you're playing the defenders that are at the World Cup there yeah. aren't very many marquee defenders there and I feel like when you do run into them mm-hmm. they'll be on the same team like the Lit and VVD same team yeah Theo, Theo Hernandez on the wing. They got his brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about their fullbacks. <laughs> Blazing down one. I, I'm not worried about Theo, but Benjamin Pavard scares me. But he always somehow doesn't mess up enough for them to lose. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, because he's not a guy you're thinking about, and so if you're totally worried about all other ten players on the pitch, like he's a guy that can step up. That's true. That's a very good point. Because if you're worried about all of the 10 guys, that means somebody's getting double teamed, likely Mbappe. And that means the guy guarding Pavard is leaving him wide open. That's true. But like, how do you double team Mbappe? Because there's also Benzema right there. And then whoever else they decide to put out there. Right. Like, and they can all play right. really well off each other. Yeah. They don't mind doing that. And they're the defending champs. Yeah. There's that part too. Yeah, that but I trust. I trust them 
and what they've got going on way more than Brazil. Brazil probably has more talent than them going to this World Cup, I think. But they have health. Brazil has health or France? Brazil. But they, they, I don't want to say they have too much fun. They're not always locked in. Oh, I give you that. I give you that. And I'm not going to say that Neymar is not a leader or anything like that. It's just, it's a different level of focus, I think. I think okay. there's like, there's the Germany, Spain level. We're a machine. If you're not fitting in as a cog, you're, we're going to kick you out. We don't have time for you. No matter how good you are, you have to fit in. Then below them, I think, is like the France. We're not quite a machine, but we got so much talent. We're going to make this thing work. We yeah. got a, a, I mean, a they have enough place. talent to make it out of the round of 16. And then Brazil is like a step below them. Where it's like we, we also kind of have that. But you know what? We're also naturally gifted at this thing. And we play this because we love it and it's beautiful. Sometimes yeah. that doesn't always work out. You know, I would say the thing about Brazil is like everybody on that team is like typically considered like the best in their position in their league. Like, like at least in the top three. So who are they bringing? Neymar, obviously. Yeah. Who, who Neymar, Richarlison, I think, is their striker. I think he scored five goals in eight games. I'm not a Richarlison hater. I do like what he brings. What he I'm brings not a team. hater, but every time I consider that dude good, he doesn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't know what to think about him. I feel like he needs to be like a Diogo Joker. I'm yeah. pretty he needs good. To be scared. He needs to just to be yeah. a guy that, that everybody's worried about. Don't, but like, don't make me the focal point. Let me just kind of do my thing, and my aggression will put me into like some crazy, insane yeah. spaces where I'll get the ball, I'll tap this in, I'll be playing this off the back post. I think that's what makes Diogo Jota so good. It made him so good even last year when they had Mane and mm-hmm. uh, Salah. He could just kind of float around and do whatever. You're not really watching. Yeah. Me. But it also works well when he's the guy that's the least scary. Same for Jaka, yes, right? Yeah. Like, like he's he's not the guy that's scariest. He's somebody you should worry about. But like, you're way more worried about Mane and Salah in that last year Liverpool team. And like this year, Brazil's attack, like to be honest, again, this is about goal scoring, and like, there's no goal scorers in Brazil that scare me. The guys that scare me in Brazil are all creative. Yes. The best goal scorer to me is Richarlison, and he's just not that dude. Sorry. Like you gotta you gotta score more consistently for me. You get no argument with me on that one. Their best players to me are creative or they're defenders. And that obviously is gonna score goals. And so again, the desire to not concede is pretty high, but the desire to score goals, like that's left for select few dudes. I do agree with that. I was gonna say, who does your mind tell you will win? My mind tells me that Belgium is still the squad to get it done. Um, 
the guys who are not in form are hungry to prove Carrasco's got a lot to prove. Hazard's got a lot to prove. Merton's got a lot to prove. Lukaku's got a lot to prove. And like, oh, Batch Batchwise got a lot to prove. But um, that team as a collective is out to prove that that is the golden generation. That that is the team that should win it all. If they all win it all in, in their late 20s, early 30s, that's still like a world championship that they knew that they deserved. So that's do the you, topic. Do you feel like the pressure of them being the golden generation might be too much? I think these are professionals. They deal with pressure every time they take the field, every time they take the pitch. So like they're not necessarily concerned about pressure. Uh, all these guys have been under some level of pressure and all these guys have won a domestic league of some sort. This is the only trophy that's eluded them. Okay. I can see that. I do like what they bring to the equation. Uh, whereas I said like Germany and Spain are coming with the machine they're coming with a unit cohesiveness that synergy like you said we've played together for so long we've been together fighting this the little soccer knowledge that I have you need your center backs Mm -hmm. to work well it needs to be a great pairing you have to really understand each other. And I don't think any two players in the World Cup understand each other the way those two will do. Vertonghen and Alderworld. Yeah, but those dudes are like 34 and 35. <laughs> I True. I just feel like that at some point that's going to help because there aren't how many other teams actually have good defenders, a good yeah. back line. Yeah. Just really the Netherlands, Brazil's throwing out really a lot of speed, a, a ton of speed on that back line. Yeah, but, but those, I don't, are, those are puppies, except for Thiago Silva, who has played and, way too many games for Chelsea. <laughs> way too many games. Thiago's in the mud now. Yeah. But I, I do like the Belgian to pick. I could argue Brazil. Spain. I could argue Spain's got a pairing of center backs that know each other really well. Who's their goal scorer? I don't have one to speak of. Uh, Diego Costa? <laughs> <laughs> Where is he now? At Wolves. Wow. The team in the Prem who scored one goal in like eight or nine games? <laughs> uh, no way. No way. Their leading scorer is Daniel Potence with one goal, I think. I'm fairly certain. I would say that nobody from that team belongs on any national team. <laughs> if you play for Wolves, you're not coming to the World, you're not coming to the World Cup. Uh, Gonzalo Geddes is pretty good. And I'm pretty sure he got a first-team call-up as one of the backup strikers for Portugal. He's good, but like... You can't score any goals there. I need at least give me two in your league, at least. Yeah, at least two. 
Yeah, as a striker to play for Portugal, I think the standards should be high. The standards got to be high. You're, you're following up CR7, the GOAT. Yeah. The, the quad. That's what I call him, the quad. And if you're not bringing striking, then you're, you're dribbling and your playmaking need to be top-notch. And I don't think he has either of those. I'll give him speed. Yeah. He seems he seems to have enough speed and dribbling to be effective. Like speed and competence. Like if you're if you're getting chances and you're not converting them, you know, that's a thing. That is true. At least you're you're getting the chances. Keeping the pressure on the goalie and the defense. Yeah. So and let me ask you this, like is the team that you believe will win the team that you want to win? Like, who are you, like, legit rooting for? Like, okay, this is the team that I like, but also, like, it's not like some some Disney mascot stuff. Like, I'm rooting for the USA is cute, but, like, they're not winning the World Cup. So, you know, like, who's the team that I want to root for and I truly believe they have a shot? So... I've got two teams, Germany, because I like what they bring. And was it the last World Cup that they had left really, really early? They left in the group stage, bro. Yeah, they're coming back to kill people. I think they got put out by Japan. They can't can't have that. That was embarrassing. But they, they started messing Ozil like he's cooked. He was cooked in 2018. So, <laughs> yeah, they got a lot to prove. They got a lot to prove. They have a lot to prove. They brought a lot of the same guys back. Their guys have been playing well in their domestic leagues. Byron's still running things, and that's half of their team anyway. So, yeah. the Byron, other team. Byron and Dortmund. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> and um, Schlatterbeck and uh, good one. Yeah. I kind of want Portugal to win. So that CR seven can shut people up. <laughs> Do you okay? So that that's I have that later on, but I guess I'm gonna ask you now. Like I believe that CR seven is cooked. I believe he is washed. I believe his best days are three seasons ago. Um, <laughs> Do you believe that? I. I would say he's cooked. This is... I think he's still a lethal finisher. You can't expect him to run. I think so. But if you want him to run, press, be involved in like the build-up play, you can't do any of that. You just leave him up there and play around him and then feed him. Like, to me, he's Russell Westbrook. Like, he's a guy that's best role needs to be off the bench. He needs to come in in the 75th minute and give you 15 minutes of attacking intensity, right? But like, Uh he's not going to give you a full game's worth of 100% effort. If he plays the whole game, you're only going to get 60% of what he's got. Because he's always saving it for the last goal. I think he's Russell Westbrook. Literally. He just needs to learn that he's not that dude anymore. He's 37. I can't argue with that. <laughs> I just think Portugal 
is the only team in the world willing to do whatever it takes for him to be successful and them to win. I would right give now. you that. It's way more than United or any other club. Yes. Any other team in the world. They yes. will do whatever they got to do for him to win. Maybe not be the focal point, yeah. but not, not to look like he's looking with Man United. So like, if I'm hearing you right, your answer is two things can be true at once. He can be cooked, but Portugal is not going to allow him to just drag them down. Like they're going Correct. to pick him up and carry him. Correct. Uh, along. I, <laughs> okay. I agree. And I think they have enough talent around him to make that okay. Like, you know what? Everybody else, you're going to have to press because he's not. He's going to stay up there and yeah. do his thing. So you know, we got to do everything else. That's going to work well in the group stage. But when you're playing your third game and in five days and you're exhausted, you know what I mean? Like, and you watching this dude jog back on defense, like it's, it's going to hit your psyche. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I do understand that. And this is where I think national pride plays a role for somebody like him. He's cooked. Yes. This is my last ride. I might not even play soccer after this. Yeah. Man United is probably going to let me go. So LA, Galaxy. LA Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a matter of time, but I can see that happening. Yeah. He's just kind of like, you or, know, or like is- enter Miami or something like that. <laughs> He's done though. It's, I see, I don't know. It's like, I want to say, I see him turning back the clock, kind of like Kobe 60. You're washed, yeah. you're on your way out. I'll get. I'll give you a 60 ball before I'm done here to show you that I'm still okay. that man. I like that. I like that. I that, hope it's true. And that's that's how I see this going. And also, Again, like, this is the world stage, but everybody's watching. People are watching Sri Lanka. You know what I'm saying? South Africa. Watching. Everybody's watching. Messi and CR7, this is their last hurrah. And like, we need all-time beef. We need the two of you to play as if you were like 27 in your prime. Yeah. Lift your team up, try to get there. Because you know what? I heard Cristiano's good, but no, nah, I'm Lionel and I'm better than you. I need you, the yeah. two of you to walk walk into this World Cup like that. Yeah, and I, like I hope. It. Yeah, and I hope you run it. You run into like Mbappe, who's just like, "Yeah, I'm young, but I'm here." That's what I'm trying to see in this World Cup. All these guys come together and push each other, push each other, and push each other's teams mm-hmm. to out of body experience. Should I say on the on the field on the pitch? <laughs> yeah, like dig More, deep. I want yeah, you to like if you need to be begging to be subbed off. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you got to be mad that we only got five subs, Basically, and you're not like, one of them. <laughs> the way I, the way you see guys score goals for their domestic teams, and like grab the badge and kiss the badge. Yeah. No, I need yeah. that kind of passion times a million here, yeah. and that's what I think we're gonna get from CR7 and Messi. Crazy passion. I think they both know their bodies enough to know that, like, I'm not going to be running around pressing all the time, but I'll do way more than you think. That's what okay. I, I think you'll get out of both yeah. of them. Yeah, and I, I think guys like Messi, like Ronaldo, 
are dangerous at set pieces. Um, I will say that I would prefer Messi taking pins over Ronaldo. But if we're talking about a free kick, I think they're both equally yoked. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they both can do the same from the spot of a of a free kick. And here's my thing with free kicks for both of them. There are other free kick takers on both teams that are also good. So if you line up three different guys on this ball, you really don't know where Messi or CR7 are putting this. You probably know they're going to take it, but you don't know what angle it's coming from because there's also Bruno Fernandes right here. Uh, Angel Di Maria, Paulo Dybala. Zoran Matinho. Yeah, like people who can put this in the back of the net as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. Yes, yeah. he's cooked. <laughs> but I do agree. He's cooked. <laughs> okay. So we're back. Cooked All right. So Messi, right? We talked about Messi a little bit. Um, it's likely his last World Cup. You know, how big do you think the celebration is if this dude wins? Has Messi won one before? Never. He just won his first um, Gold Cup, which is, you know, the South American Cup. Uh, Messi... This year. He just won his first Gold Cup this year. So we're talking World Cup? Messi wins the World Cup. He's going to turn into uh, Maradona for like three weeks. Just doing coke everywhere, parties. He's going to have a good time. <laughs> Doesn't Maradona <laughs> have two? Maradona does have a few. I'm just saying he's going to celebrate that hard. <laughs> yeah. Because he's been trying to get this the entire time and he will finally get it. Yeah, I think people like are rooting for Messi because he represents something that CR7 doesn't, right? Like what CR7 is has always been that guy that's the best athlete and the most skilled, right? So like not only can he jump the highest and run the fastest and bench press the most, but like he's super skilled. But like Messi is 5'7". And he gives people the illusion that they could be like him. CR7 gives you no illusion whatsoever that you could be like this dude. He's handsome. He's rich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he's the best athlete in the world. Well, he was at, a, at one point in time. Not anymore. But you know what I'm saying? Like, Messi uh-huh. never really projected things that are unattainable. He always projected, like, if you work really hard, you can be me. The CR7 never projected, like, if you work really hard, you can be this. Because, like, even if you were ugly, you could only be as good at soccer <laughs> as him. But you'll never be as handsome. And even if you were handsome, you could only be as handsome as him, but you can never be as good at soccer, right? So <laughs> Messi's not like that. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. And so like that's that's what I'm getting at. Like he's he projects that like if you just work really hard, like you can be me. My not really a counter, but an interesting counter to that point, I guess. Can you say that CR7 challenges himself while Messi doesn't? Challenges him challenges himself in what way? Moving around. Different teams, different challenges. I want to go play over there. Let me go see if I can go go uh 
score goals over there. Yeah, I'm going to a good team when I go over there, but I'm going to go over there and play. Whereas Messi stayed in Barcelona forever, which I understand. I do understand. Now, I think but, uh, Ronaldo is so intense that he wears thin on guys. And so he may have really talented teammates that he's running out of the door because they'll play with him while he's under contract or while they're under contract. But the moment that contract's up and they got a chance to leave, man, dudes are jumping off that shit. Dudes are getting out of there. Like, dudes want to play with Messi. You don't hear all the time that dudes want to play with Cristiano. That's fair. I think it comes... Obviously, it's the the personality, but I think the personality is also due to the type of player they are. Messi, they're both ridiculously skilled. Mm -hmm. But Messi, I can do anything from like 50 yards, not 50 yards, from pretty much the midway point towards my goal. I can do anything you want me to do. Yeah, and and that goes back to what I was saying about Messi, like letting people believe, like Messi, Steph Curry, right? Yes, Steph yeah, Curry is not a, not a big dude. Steph yes. Curry is six two, you know. Well, like, people think if I could shoot the ball, you know, if I just work on my jumper, I could be Steph Curry. No, you can't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> people think if I could just dribble, I could be Messi. Like, no, you can't. <laughs> you cannot be that. Like, that is something special. But he at least allows people to believe that he's more relatable. Because and maybe it's due to the fact that he's not arrogant. Steph's not arrogant. Right? He has some level of arrogance. He does the shimmy and stuff. You know, but like that's just that's just part of his attitude. I, I agree with that. He is he is way more laid back. And it's I mean, don't I don't like he believes in himself, right? You have to believe in yourself at that level. Of course. To, to be that great, that takes yeah. an insane amount of self-belief. But I'm, I don't even think I have a butt for it, honestly. That's that's, that's just that, right? Yeah. It, it, it's kind of like I see people argue about the two of them all the time. It's just like, you know, you, in a way, it's Magic Larry. You, you guys are two great, great basketball players. But one of you is a point guard and one of you is like a small forward. Mm-hmm. You're going to play against each other, but you're never really going to match up. But people are going to compare you for whatever reason when it's really not apples to apples. Yeah, but I would argue that even Magic is the bigger one of the two in uh-huh. Magic and Larry. And Messi is a smaller one of the two in Messi and Ronaldo. But I would argue that Messi and Magic are the same guy and Bird and Ronaldo are the same guy. Yes. And, and my argument is that um, Magic couldn't shoot and everybody knows Magic couldn't shoot. Everybody knows Magic was trying to get into the paint and you couldn't stop it. And Messi is going to that left foot, right? You know he's going to that left foot and you can't stop it. No matter how hard you try, and, and that's you know that that's really the kicker. And and Larry was more like, I'm gonna put the ball on the floor tonight, and then tomorrow I might shoot from three. 
And then yeah. Wednesday, I might just kill you with fadeaways. And then Thursday, I just might pass it. And so, you know, like he was just an all around great. Whereas like Messi was just going in his trick bag and Magic was going in his trick bag. It's flashy, you know, he's skilled. Uh-huh. It's, I, I would compare CR7 to a, a Kobe. Yeah. This is the sharpest blade out there. You know, I would I, I I've seen it a lot and I didn't agree with it for a long time. But like Messi, sorry, Ronaldo, Kobe, and Tom Brady are the same guy. Yep. And the reason why I say they're the same guy is because they have not always been the best guy in the league but when you stretch it out over a long period of time their name is always at the top so like year over year like Ronaldo's not always winning MVP you know Brady's not always winning Super Bowl but like when you stretch it out and you look at like who's still standing like these dudes are the dudes that are still standing Mm -hmm. And it's an insane level of like a Batman level focus that they have in perfecting their craft. Locked in. They let these guys prepare. Iron willed. You're not really going to phase me. You're not going to shake me. Clutch moments. I might miss, but I'm I'm here for this. This is what I'm here for. I prepare for this. It's kind of like there are a lot of professional athletes who have put their 10,000 hours in but still freeze up in the big moment because they don't actively remember the 10,000 hours. Those three, along with Messi too, I'll give him that. Nah, bro, I put in like 50,000 hours here. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not worried about anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to make you feel that I am who I am right now. Yeah, that's when you think Messi can only go to his left, he goes to his right, right? Like, <laughs> that's that's what he does. <laughs> the, that's what he does. And it's like, kind of to your point about the Messi isn't doing anything spectacular, really. It is when you go try to dribble the ball the way he does and like pass it the way he does. You realize you can't do it. But watching it, you're just like, oh, he just kept the ball, ran through him. Why can't y'all catch this little Why dude? Can't y'all catch him? Why, Why can't, can't y'all, y'all catch him? this little dude? Take the ball off of him. Same in Russia. Can you take the ball off Messi? It's like, it's no. pretty hard. You can't but like CR seven. You watch his, you watch his games. You're just like you know. I don't even know where the ground is right now, but I know his head is above that post. How is he that high? How did he kick that ball that hard from that mm-hmm. far? Mm-hmm. Ten people in the box. How did he get his head on that ball? Yeah. It makes you say like, "Wow!" Versus the oh, oh wow, this, this guy's kind of nice. It's a it's a different take. The superstar athlete, should I say? Like you said, yeah. it's Steph, Steph and LeBron. Yeah, they're both like really good in their in their own right, and you can't necessarily say one is better than the other. You know, it's it's more of a preference thing than anything. I agree with that. I do agree with that. Just what you personally like, what your your eyes tell you. you know, like I'm better off the guy that always just leans on the best athlete. Like you can miss me with that skill stuff, 
I all day, ten times out of ten, would prefer the guy that's biggest, strongest, fastest. That guy is fun to watch on TV. Yes, I agree with that. You you can have all the skill in the world, but that guy just gonna beat you. <laughs> you know, I say this: you can dunk and shoot threes in the NBA and not know how to play basketball, and you'll yes. still get multi million dollars. Yeah. You, right. If you can't dribble. If you can't pass, but you can dunk and you can shoot threes, you're going to get paid. I agree with that. 1,000%.